Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater, and right here around the table with me today is my living and breathing walking miracle brother. I want to just give you a little backstory about my brother. He has been uh, a rock in our family. And just don't get me wrong, he is not perfect and never has claimed to be perfect. But there has been um, a guiding force in him for all of us. There are five kids. And when the rest of the world seemed like they were turning their back on us, he never did. And so today, I have the opportunity to sit with him at this table and tell you what a miracle just happened. And I want to share it in a way that you'll see that even when the world falls apart and you feel like there's no hope, there's still God in the middle of it all. And he has a plan and a purpose in the midst of our crazy life. So Lon, thank you so much for being at the Encouragement Cafe table with us today. I want you to share a little bit. First of all, this show, I want to focus on the giving thanks because we're heading into that season where a lot of times, I mean, I'm even seeing Christmas decorations out and it's, you know, so early in the season and we get right beyond the thanking part of our holidays. And I want to talk about how critical it is to give thanks in all circumstances. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 tells us to give thanks in all circumstances, but you just experienced something life-altering. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened, how it happened, and how you were able to give thanks? Well, I just came through a heart attack, uh, and they call it the Widowmaker. I didn't realize what was going on at the time. I had a this deep just searing pain in my chest wasn't traveling down my arm wasn't uh, radiating anywhere else it was as if I'd swallowed a large dough ball and it wasn't going up or down and while this was an excruciating pain I, I didn't know what was happening but it was during the time that we pray every day 11:30 to 12 every day Monday through Friday and this began to happen. And as I'm going out to try to get a drink of water in pain, I'm saying, I don't know what's happening, God, but I know in everything I'm supposed to give thanks. So if you're trying to use this for something or if you're trying to give me something, I don't know what it is, this is hurting, but I thank you for this pain that I'm suffering because I know that you're going to use it for your good. I went on. This pain lasted three hours. I went into, finally went into ER. It was a major heart attack. I said, 
I don't know what you're doing, God, but I thank you because I know you're going to use this. Went through the heart attack. Uh, the stent was put in. Uh, the doctor said, most people don't make it through this. I said, thank you, God. I don't know what you're going to do with this. Thank you. Afterwards, the realization came, I have a friend who needs a heart transplant. One of the things that I've been praying for is a connection with him that would be special. <laughs> he had the same heart attack two years ago, and his heart is, the left side was totally damaged. My side is relatively strong. <laughs> God gave me the worst thing that could happen to connect to someone else and I thank him for that. Wasn't something that I would have asked for, but only God can use things that are bad for us for our good. So when I hear you say that, there's there's gonna be some girls looking right now. I think I can see them in the corner looking over here going, you cray cray. You are crazy for saying thank you for the suffering. Thank you for the pain and really, did God have to connect you that way? But I think that what I want you to explain is that this prayer time that you have every day, Monday through Friday, you spend a lot of time praying for other people. And this person that you're talking about that needs a heart transplant doesn't know Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And you've been praying for family members <laughs> who don't know Christ. And you've been saying one thing, Lord, do whatever it takes. Can you just explain that kind of radical prayer to me? One of the things that we all have been praying is for our family members that don't know God, for him to draw them to him. Now, how does that happen? How did that happen with me? How did that happen with you? How did God draw you to him? Usually it's through a situation or a person. We don't know what that's going to take. What I have been praying every day for my family is that God would draw them to him, whatever it takes. If it's using me, then use me. If it's using someone else close to them, do that. It can be through knowledge, through understanding, or through experience. Giving thanks in all circumstances. You know, one of the things that I, I got out of that verse years ago is that, oh, I'm not giving thanks for the circumstance. I'm giving thanks that God is in the midst of that circumstance, and I am not going through it alone, and He will use it for His good and His glory and for our good if we allow Him to do that. So, Lon, as you're, as you're sitting in this hospital room and you have been waiting three hours to even go get checked, okay, I'm going to let you in on a little secret about my brother. He's kind of headstrong. I think it might run in the family, but he, he's a little headstrong. Tell us why you were hesitant to go on into the hospital when you got home and, uh, and you didn't want to interrupt something. Can you tell us about that? Well, during the, during the beginning part of what was happening to me, I had a 
friend that was praying with us and he said let me take you to the hospital let me take you to the hospital i said i'm not a hospital kind of guy usually one of the things that i believe that god needs to overcome in my life and possibly in each one of our lives is one of the things our pastor covered a couple of weeks ago it was our desire to do it myself i desire to do almost everything myself i can handle it i either need to know a little bit more or understand a little bit more and i can accomplish almost anything and this was just a pain that i could get through i didn't need hospitalization and so i went through a process of three hours of excruciating pain before i finally allowed my wife to take me to the er well i love the fact that you are uh real enough to tell in the middle of this uh, circumstance you're real enough to tell your own flaws and admit to them and say you know what god is working on me every single day and he is working on you right now girlfriends listen I know that sometimes we look at other people's lives and we think that they have it all together. Can I just let you in on a little secret? They don't. I have worked with some very famous people that don't have it all together. They may look like they have it together and you may see the highlight reels of their life on social media and think, why why can't I be a Pinterest mom? Why can't I be uh, uh, having it all together like everyone else? And I want to assure you today that everybody has flaws and everybody is a work in progress. And so as we talk about this life-altering event that just happened to you, Lon, you went through the Widowmaker. I mean, God gave you an excruciating pain to allow you to seek help from someone besides yourself. And then what did you see him do after that? Well, one of the things that was so amazing, the doctor came in after the stent was applied, that he had implanted and, and cleaned out uh, two of the arteries and I had a hundred percent blockage uh, in the major artery and he came in and said there are very few people that make it through this type of heart attack and um, most it's called an ejection fraction an EF number that's applied to our ability of the left side of the heart to pump and they like for that number to be 55 to 65 somewhere in that area most people that go through this have minimal pumpage ability in that left side. My friend had 5% or five, a number five number. My brother-in-law had an 18 number. I came through it. I was at a 40, which he said that's unheard of. Right away, I knew that <laughs> I gave thanks to God because I realized that I had a connection with this friend that had a number five EF and is waiting for a heart transplant. I have a connection with him. It's not one I would have chose, but God chose it for me. I have a connection that I can relate to someone else. That was my first reaction. And then we started asking for prayer. 
uh, all across our Encouragement Cafe ministry and Facebook and my church. And they, of course, Lon, you and Karen ask for prayer. And soon we saw God's ripple <laughs> happening and how he moved through this story into so many areas that we didn't even think about, we didn't even expect. Can you tell us that piece of the puzzle and how amazing it was that we could still give thanks for that circumstance? One of the things I believe that happens in every encounter with God is our sight is limited. I saw what I thought was amazing in the connection with one other person. I then realized when Luann gave me a call how this was affecting my family, which I had prayed for for the last two years that God would use whatever it took to draw them to Him. And the process started opening my eyes to unseen things because I believe that's what God does. He gives us more than we can ask or imagine. And that's what started opening up to me was I I was seriously didn't did not have a clue that God would work the way he's working my family. And I could say thank you God for working for giving me the opportunity to allow you to work in my life like I didn't even imagine. There's something amazing that happens in a family when we risk losing someone so dear. And I will never forget when our dad uh, was in his final days and our nephew, who had never been raised in the church, was so close to our dad and he kept going to see grandpa he wanted to see him one more time just one more time and grandpa would say i want to see you in heaven someday i want to see you in heaven someday and i will never forget wondering and dad would even say why does god have me hanging on in this hospital room you know why does he have us hanging on I know he must have a reason, but dad didn't understand the reason. And it wasn't until years later, maybe a decade later, that I happened to be driving through my nephew's town and I felt I needed to just make a detour and go see him. And I stopped in and he started crying and said, oh, Aunt Lou, I just had to tell you, I have been praying that God would bring somebody in my family that knows Jesus so I could tell him the news that I just got saved last Sunday. And I was, and here you are just showing up at my door. And he said, I always knew I wanted to see grandpa again in heaven, but I didn't really understand. And I'm so grateful. So as I think about that story of how we never understand not only the ripple effect of the things that happen to us, but also being thankful in the middle of the storm, in the middle of laying in the hospital bed, in the middle of the heart attack, in the middle of financial ruin, in the middle of 
prodigals walking out the door in the middle of the doctor's report that you just got, in the middle of the job loss. No matter what your circumstance is, God's going to use it for His glory and for our good if we allow Him to. And so, Lana, I want to I wanna park there for a minute and talk about how do you do that? How do you get to that place where you can give thanks in all circumstances? What I found is, I think we're all in a learning process, but if, and when the Bible says that it only takes the faith of a grain of mustard seed, I don't know that we know what that really means in my life. I don't know what that mustard seed looks like as far as faith or as far as trust or as far as obedience. What what does it mean? I'm willing to face the large things in my life, but what does it mean for me to have the faith of a mustard seed? I think I think what I'm learning is that it takes almost a daily effort for me to be in God's Word and ask Him not only to work in my life, but then to be aware of how He wants to work in my life. And that mustard seed is me responding to that guidance and direction I get. I don't think it has to be large. It just has to be in obedience. You know, Scripture says, sacrifice I don't want. What I want is a broken and contrite heart. That's what pleases God. I think I'm learning that. Giving thanks in all circumstances is always a challenge, and it's always a choice. And Karen, you have been watching this process as well, happening to your husband. In the middle of the crisis, how were you able to give thanks? I think really that I wasn't as responsive to the happening of it as he was as far as giving thanks were concerned, just to be really honest. So my thanks came when I was assured that he was still going to be with me. And just the thankfulness that I did not have to experience him being gone and we can't control that, um, but we can be eternally grateful in the midst of it. You know, I am thinking that in a size cafe like this, with so many people that tune in and listen, I, I can't imagine that there's not at least one person that's going through something right now. And I think that the best thing that we could stop and do at this moment is pray. <laughs> because I will tell you, nothing moves the Father like the prayers of His children. He longs to hear, and maybe you don't know this God that we're talking about. Maybe you don't understand how in the world could you give God thanks for a heart attack. And, and I am looking at a miracle walking here, and you may say, yeah, well, that's good for you. It didn't happen for me. My husband passed on. And, and God, 
allows all kinds of things to happen in our lives, but He is always for our good, always. And you may not understand it, but it's not by accident that you're listening right now. It's not by accident that you stumbled on to this program right now. And so I'm going to ask my brother, who has been through this and has also been a work in progress for many, many years. And he will be the first to tell you that he has been a mess in his life, but because of the Messiah, he has been absolutely radically changed. And that change can happen to you as well. And I'm going to ask him to lead you in a prayer if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you say, I want to know how to have that kind of peace where I can give thanks in the middle of what's happening in my life right now, I'm going to have him lead you in a prayer. Father, what a privilege to come into your presence with the listeners that are here today that are experiencing you, possibly for the first time. Your Holy Spirit has something for each one of us, for me, for them, for those that know you well, for those that don't know you at all. I pray for your Holy Spirit to lead and guide them, that they would accept your Son. There is a cliff coming for each one of us. It may not be a heart attack, could be a heart attack, Something is going to bring us to the end of ourselves, to the end of life, possibly. And you know where that is going to lead each one of us. And your son is the only bridge that allows us to cross into eternity to live with you forever. If we don't accept that bridge, we're going to crash and burn. If we accept that bridge of your son, we can we have the opportunity to live forever (laughs) father i ask your holy spirit would work in the lives of every individual that's listening that you would pour out your love your acceptance your grace on each one listening help them to desire to want to cross the bridge that you have provided for each one of us. Your son loved us so much that he took on everything that would cause us to crash and burn. Thank you, Father, for that grace and mercy. Help those that are listening today to understand what process is involved in accepting you. It's not a change of life. It's a change of mind that I have an attitude to adjust that needs to allow you a place in me that's outside of me. (laughs) Thank you for wanting to change each one of us in our thought processes instead of the I can do it myself, that I can only do it through you and using your death and life and resurrection. (laughs) Thank you, Father, for each prayer that's lifted. May your Holy Spirit work in their lives. Give them an abundance that they didn't even know existed. 
because I know that's what you do. Our prayers are a sweet-smelling savor. All of heaven rejoices as one individual accepts you. May that happen over and over and over again this day. I pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Here is what I hope you heard today. In all things, give thanks. And this week, the charge that I'm going to give you is look around and no matter what's been happening in your life, look up and say, Lord, thank you. Teach my mind how to process this through your eyes. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at EncouragementCafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time. Do you remember the movie Rocky where he famously talked about his his love, Adrian, and he said, uh, she's got gaps, I got gaps, together we fill the gaps? I've got some gaps and I bet you do too. Join me and Luann as we discuss how to live with the reality of our gaps.